are going to get the strength they need, the healing of their mind, their body, their soul, and be renewed in their faith and walk with Jesus. Ensemble, please, come on. Amen. Praise the Lord today. Let us worship the King of glory and let him come in. Amen. Let him come in. Let his enemies be scattered and let God arise. Oh, hallelujah. Good to see all of you. There may be a few that are not here. Let's keep them in prayer. Let's lift them up and ask God to be with them. Amen. Don't hesitate. Come on, don't hesitate. Worship the King of glory. That's why you're here. You called me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may where they belong.
Thank God for His presence, keeping our eyes upon Him, walking on those things that we may face the difficulties of life. God, we are overcomers because You have made us that way. Lord, we thank You today. We praise You today. We magnify You today. We exalt Thee today. There is no God like unto Thee. Listen, listen, I'm looking for the Lord to have His way in your life today. I said, I'm looking for it I'm anticipating it. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Some of you are already experiencing it. Let's open up to Him and let Him have His way with us. Let's sing unto the Lord.
my life, Jesus. Put your hands together and thank God. Oh, hallelujah, glory to the Lord. Amen. I want us to sing this song and really, really let it come into your heart that my God fights for me. And that means your God, which is my God, fights for you. Amen. If I can just learn to let him fight instead of me getting in his way. And sometimes, without meaning to, I'm sure, hinder the progress of the Lord in me. Let's sing to the Lord today. I was just a shepherd boy. Without a shield, without a sword I was fed up with the giant's voice Screaming curses to the Lord I walked down that hill alone With a pocket full of river stones What that Philistine couldn't see 
Because what I had was more than me. That's you right. see, on my own I'm weak. Come on now. But my God fights for me. I was serving to the king, interpreting his crazy dreams. But I won't worship mortal men, so they threw me in the lion's den. Vicious teeth were all I saw, but something came and shut their jaws. You couldn't find a scratch on me. In fact, that night I, I fell asleep. But when morning came and shocked them all, cause my God fights for me. Think about it now.
my shield. He's my sword. Oh, he's my sword. The everything we need and more. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. Amen. I don't know if I want to sing I'm not ashamed or king of glory. So what do you think? What do you feel led? I'm going to let her just be sensitive and sing one of those two songs because you know he's the king of glory and I'm not ashamed. Amen. I've got total peace this morning in my heart. Amen. I, I'm telling you right now. Woo, hallelujah. I want to say this again. The devil cannot stop us as long as we're standing in Christ, holding on to God, moving forward. If he could kill you, some of you would already be dead. I'm gonna dance for you like nobody's watching, nobody's watching me and dance for you, my Lord. I'm gonna sing for you. Like nobody's listening, nobody's listening, and sing for you, my Lord. I'm not holding anything, anything back. I will worship you with all that I. My Lord, 
nothing else matters, nothing else matters, and worship you, my Lord. I'm not holding anything, anything back, and I will worship you. With all that I am, no, I'm, I'm not ashamed to worship the name of Jesus, Jesus. I'm not ashamed to shout out the name of the I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed. Nothing's gonna win for you. Lord, I'm gonna sing for you. Lord, I'm gonna worship you. I'm not ashamed. Lord, I'm gonna dance for you. Lord, I'm gonna worship you. I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed. Nothing's gonna hinder me. Nothing's gonna silence me. Nothing's not it out of you with me. I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed. Nothing's gonna hinder me. Nothing's gonna silence me. Shout it out of you believe. I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed. Nothing's gonna hinder me. Nothing's gonna silence me. Shout it out of you believe. I'm not afraid, I'm not some out of town on vacation sister lisa and her family let's keep them in prayer 
they're on their way back home. And, of course, Evangelist and her husband is in Denton preaching. Others may be, you know, sticking body or working or things of that nature. So let's keep one another in prayer if we could. Amen. I'd like to try to make some announcements if I could. Today, I know this is kind of impromptu thrown on you, but some of you, if you'd like to take advantage of this, you can take it home, eat it here, whatever you would like. There's a barbecue chicken plate after church today. It has chicken, rice, and beans for $10 to help us raise a little money to buy the supplies and food we need for our camp coming up in several weeks. Looking forward to that. Amen. We are going to have for you ladies that hair fixing class and then we have a class that I think some of us will be interested in if you like smoothies smoothies what, what's the class you're going to be doing with smoothies could you tell us about it yeah uh-huh yeah we will do a variety of different fresh fresh and frozen fruits and um, we can alternate between um, using uh, yogurt or um, juices so it'll give us a variety of fresh drinks for this. All right. Okay, I like that. If you like smoothies, I guess they get its name because it's smooth, goes down smooth. Most of them are cold and refreshing. This sounds like it would be a good afternoon class when everybody's hot, and hopefully God will spare the hundred plus temperatures that week, and it'll only be in the mid to high nineties. It's going to be hot, but let's dress accordingly, please. We're going to have a good time, a lot of act side activities, a lot of indoor activities. We still got the Bible Jeopardy. We still have the pancake decoration looking for that. Hopefully, they got plenty of syrup on hand. Amen. I don't know what they're going to be putting on those pancakes, but fruit and various things that are good. I don't really know, but I'm looking forward to eating whatever they make. Amen. Let's just go believing we can have a great, safe time and get closer together. All right. Now, Father's Day is coming up. I believe it's next Sunday. Wow. And so next Sunday, there is going to be a men's breakfast. What time is that breakfast? What time is it? 930? 10:30? 10:15. I think that's a better time in the Welcome Center. And so you don't want to miss that breakfast. All right. VBS this summer. We'll get more out to you as we know more details. Of course, our church retreat, June the 28th, 29th, and 30th at Summer Meal. Now, that's off of Highway 436. Runs out of Belton. You take a ride on FM 1123. And it's down there on the left. It's a nice place. Also, the 4th of July will be coming up. I believe it's on a Monday this year. And so we're going to meet here about 8, 8.30. All of those that would like to come to the church will fellowship and we'll get in the parking lot. And you can see a lot of fireworks from here. So if you would like to do that, Monday evening from 8 to 8.30. Amen. Bishop Smith is coming June the 26th. And then Pastor Rayner, who will be ministering at our church camp. Now, remember, we have services Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night. And so if you're not able to come today, please come to the services. Amen. Looking forward to that. Amen. They'll start at 7 o'clock, and then afterwards there'll be a snack bar operating, and we can have some more fellowship after the service. That's the 28th, 29th, and 30th. He'll stay on and preach that Sunday, July 
the 3rd, July the 3rd. Amen. So, I think that's getting the announcements in the way. One more. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Are you talking about Brother Kirkman? Brother Kirkman? Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll come back one day. I'm sure he will. He pastors too, see. So it's hard for him to get away. But, uh, yeah, but I'm sure he'll be back. We're going to have a couple of guest speakers coming that you may not have heard. And so hopefully they can bless your heart. And we may even have a surprise guest speaker coming up July the 10th. We'll see what the Lord will do. Amen. And so, hey, God is moving. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And so I'm sure he'll come back. I'm sure we'll see him again if God tarries. God doesn't tarry. I don't believe there'll be any preaching in heaven. There'll just be praise and worship. Yes, he's a good preacher. He's a good preacher. I don't know if it's the vest that gives him that. You know, I don't think so. I was just making a funny joke. It wasn't too funny. But it's the Lord using the individual, whoever that individual is. And he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Amen. Anything else? All right. We're going to receive. Yes, Brother John Brown. Oh, okay, yes, yes, a great announcement. Starts Monday. Yes, we have a robotics um, camp that's coming to our church. The police department has given us money to feed our children during the camp. Another, my job has uh, paid for a celebration night on Friday when they finish building and they show their parents the camp. Um, Another organization has also donated to the church for their time, for our time, uh, and try to pay some of the electricity being used throughout the week. So we have all these sponsors that are giving our kids a great opportunity. And so if you are a parent of a child 10 through 17 and you are interested in this for your children, and I really hope you are because we want these sponsors to keep bringing things to our church, um, will you please meet me after church in the fellowship hall? It's from 10 to 4. So you need to be able to drop off your kids at 10 and pick them up at 4 Monday through Thursday, and then on Friday, it's going to be from 10 to 7, and you would come from 4 to 7 to see what they have done. Please participate. Thank you. Please, yes, please participate. It's kind of like a STEM event, and so that's ages 10 through 17, Monday at 10 o'clock. Get with Sister Rodriguez. Listen, God opened this door. There were others that were already scheduled to come. Something happened. They can't come. And so God has opened it for our youth and young people, 10 to 17. Please take advantage of that. All right. Praise the name of the Lord God. Amen. Yes. Yeah, I just wanted to add on to that. Um, I know many robotic camps uh, throughout the city where it is a pretty substantial fee to get into a STEM or robotics camp. This is a tremendous blessing. And we even within, and this is absolutely free, Amen. Where other places, the parents are paying a pretty substantial fee to get into a robotics club. So this is a tremendous blessing. In the district, it's invitation only. Amen. So this is a great opportunity. 
In addition to that, we would like to announce that our app is ready for download. So if you are an Apple user, it is on the Apple App Store. And if you are a Google user, I will be praying for you. The Bible says I am the apple of his eye. <laughs> uh, it is in the Google Play Store as well. And looking forward to seeing that app grow. May the Lord bless and, you. And what's the name of the app? Uh, the name of the app, you could look under, search New Life Apostolic Church, or it's NLAC Colleen. Right. There's a lot of New Life churches out And that there. app will be important for the future, for events, announcements, things of that nature where we can stay in touch and communicate more easily than just texting. All right? All right. Any other announcements? Elders coming to receive this morning's tithes and half-shekel offering. The Lord bless each of you. If you're able to give, please come. If you're not able to come but you would like to give, he'll come to you. Let's sing another song if we could.
put your hands together. Love Jesus today. Hallelujah. Good to be in the house of the Lord today.
Junior Ocasios, when we were in the gym, runs a foster care program, and he brought several children. Well, just about a week ago, bless his heart, he had a serious stroke. He's at Scott and White. Brother George told me about it. I was able to go by and see him. You say, well, he doesn't come to your church. So what? God didn't say just pray for those that come to your church. He said pray for the sick. And so I was able to go. This is how the enemy works as well to try to stop you. I met his wife. We went up there. He was at an MRI. They said it's going to be an hour. I said, well, I'm going to come back. So I came back. We prayed, his wife and I. He couldn't open his eyes. He could not respond. He could not move. He knew what people were saying, but he couldn't respond. Her and I began to pray, believing the Lord. And I went back there two days, yesterday, which was two days, and the man opened his eyes. He's moving around. He can even speak. Let me tell you something. God wants to work in your life. That has encouraged my soul for you. I don't care what condition you're in. I don't care what your body says you have. I don't care what the test says you have. I don't care what the doctor says. There is no hope. I know a God that's able to touch you and raise you up and cause the doctors to be dumbfounded. And this church needs to get back to a place of believing God. So we've been bombarded with all kind of emotional battles and physical battles and other types of battles. I thought we just sung a song that says, God fights for me. Sister Dorinda, bless her heart. She has been through it and worshiped through it. Praising God through it. Texting me and saying, well, they found two more and I can't pass them, but God gave me a song. Come on, somebody. You're not understanding because you weren't with the pain. God brought her through. She had a job, but because of this, wasn't there. But you know God moved upon the lady's heart. And said, now, when all this is behind you, you call me because I'm going to make room for you. Oh, stayed in touch with her. I don't know if this is helping you or not, but I couldn't sit down in my chair knowing that God was moving in the midst of us. And I have a need. And I have a healing. And I have a renewing. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. My wife was more like herself yesterday than she's been in several years. I'm believing God is on the throne and God is moving. Whoo! Hallelujah. Get your eyes on God and off your problem and surely off of someone else. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Let him be high and lifted up in your life and see what he'll do. I better get to my text, maybe. I'm just trying. Listen, I know what God spoke to me. And since I told you, you ought to know what God spoke. 
Well, maybe you didn't, but you better start listening to what God says through your pastor bishop. I'm going to be reading. I better get into this. I'm going to be reading in 2 Kings. You know, the devil is such a liar. I've been feeling good. I had me a good breakfast, and right before I preach, my body starts acting up. Well, that's all right. That's all right. You know, I can preach on my knees. I can preach in a chair. I can preach with or without a mic. Amen. Second Kings chapter 5, verse number 14. Very familiar to many of you, especially our children. It's been used in Sunday school so many times. My grandchildren will recognize the man. But in verse 14, it says, Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. You may be seated. I don't know where Brother Charles stepped out to, probably there, so I'm going to have to increase the sound a little bit. I'm sorry if it is too loud on you, or at least a monitor up here, if you would, Brother Charles. I'd like to try to leave this simple, basic thought. It's a Hebrew word that I probably will not pronounce correctly. Maybe John can help me, but it's tabal, T-A-W-B-A-L with the emphasis on the second syllable, tabal, tabal. You see, here was a man, as we know, he was very, very mighty in battle. He was courageous. He had done so much for the king of Syria, but he was a leper. And he had been a leper a long time. And the rabbis feel like, in their interpretation in the Talmud, that when the bowman drew back his bow and just shot it by half a chance, and the arrow went and hit Saul, that it was Naaman. We don't know far as Scripture, but far as the Talmud and their history and their interpretation, that's what they feel. That here was a man that was mighty in battle, that God gave victory after victory after victory to, and he didn't even know God. But it was because God had a plan. And then he just happened to draw back his bow, let an arrow go by chance, and it hit its mark. So God used this man to bring into his plan King David. He found God by a little maid that was a Jew. He was a worshiper of false gods. Stay with me. And then all of a sudden, the little maid began to tell him that God will heal you. So he wrote a letter to the king. And the king got mad, rent his clothes, 
Oh, if you could just let me for a moment. You see, there are some folks in their humanity, when you begin to try to believe, will rip their clothes and begin to say, hey, it's not going to happen. Hey, this is what the report says. This is what the tests say. This is what my body's telling me. This is what my emotion is telling me. And so the king rent his clothes and begin to say, am I God? And so Elisha heard about it. And Elisha said, king, calm down. God's going to take care of this. Send for Naaman. And Naaman comes. Now listen, listen. This can identify with all of us. Naaman comes and he not even invited into the man of house, the man of God's house. He just stands on the outside of the door and tells him what he needs to do. Tell Naaman. First of all, Naaman said, why ain't he coming to see me? Don't he know who I am? Why is he sending his servant out here to tell me this? And the servant said, just go down to the Jordan, that little dirty river that runs 200 miles from the Sea of Galilee to the Dead Sea. Most of the time, it's just a little creek. And dipped seven times. Well, he got mad. Because it didn't happen like that. It wasn't some mighty thing. Be careful. God, help me. Some of you, God is wanting to do things in your life just the simple way. Just the simple way. No lightning, no thunder, no doodads. <laughs> Come on. And so he went back, and he was mad, and all his servants began to say, Now listen, listen, if he'd have told you to some noble thing and some great river, you know, to, you, wouldn't you have done it? Why not just go ahead and try this? So Naaman, number one, swallowed his pride. Sometimes we got to humble ourselves and understand, I don't understand why I'm going through this, but I'm going through it, but God hasn't changed, and he's still with me. Maybe he wants me to tabal. I'm using that word because I didn't know it, and it sounded pretty cool. And maybe you'll remember it. Tabal. And so he went to the River Jordan. Now, I'm going to read this other scripture to you. In Hebrews 12, 12 through 13, Elder's going to read for me if he will. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down. Lift up your hands which hang down in the feeble knees. Go ahead. Next verse. And make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. But let it rather be healed. But let it rather be healed. Listen to that. Naaman finally said, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm tired of sitting here. Tired of being leprous. I'm tired of not being able to do the things I want to do because of the way I look. I can just be a man of war. He got up. He made his path straight. He went to the River Jordan. And he dipped to ball. That's what that word means, dip. You might have dipped once, you might have dipped twice, you might have dipped all, but there's a time when you got to keep dipping. Listen to me. This is the beginning of many messages to help you get healing and renewing with your walk for God. 
Do you understand what was happening here in this verse in Hebrews as we go back to the first verse in 12.12? We'll see here that our hands are down and our knees are weak. What that is referencing to is that we're spiritually weak. We're spiritually weak somehow because of everything we're facing. Because of all the battles and all of the things that are bombarding our mind, we cannot sustain. We start out trying to get back up. We start out trying to say, okay, I'm ready, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to go back to where I was, and I'm going to do better. I'm going to do more. But we cannot, because of the things we're facing, sustain that walk with God. Our hands are down. Our knees are weak. Our paths are not straight. We start out on a straight path, and all of a sudden, on the third dip, we start veering off. Nothing's happened. On the fourth dip, same thing. Oh, pastor, I've heard it again. I felt the Lord. I've prayed. I've determined. And all of a sudden, because of whatever is happening that we're facing, whatever physical, emotional battle, we get off the straight paths. In other words, we don't let it be healed. Healing sometimes takes a process. Sometimes it's instant, but sometimes it's a process. Stay with me, please, because I'm going to read some of the things here, and you're going to understand some things about what God may be allowing in our life because he knows. He knows what we're up against, and there's a season for everything. Naaman went down. One, two, three, four, five. He came up the same way. You've been in the altar. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You go back the same way. You hear a message. You try to respond. One, two, three, four. However many times you go back the same way. God is saying, okay, I saw that. I am with you. Now I've told you there's a door open. So the next time you've got to believe. Because on the seventh time, I don't know what. Name and experience. I don't know what he felt, but when he went down the seventh time, something happened. It didn't happen when he came out. It happened in the water because when he came out, he was already clean and washed. Something took place when he was submerged in that water, when he was submerged in the presence of God, when he was submerged in his obedience. And he came out and his skin was like a child's skin. And naturally he wanted to reward the prophet. The prophet said no. But he went on and he said this. This is amazing to me. Here's a man that never knew God. God used him, according to the rabbis, to kill Saul. And now he's asking the prophet, when I go to the temple of Rephraim and I worship him, may God forgive me. In other words, what he was saying, I'm just going to do this in a show now. I'm not really meaning it, but because I'm captain of the goer of hosts of Syria, I've got to go through these motions. But really, I'm a believer now. I don't believe in the false gods. I, I don't believe in this Rephraim. I don't believe in that. But when I go in there, may God have mercy on me. And the prophet said, God, go with you and have mercy. You see, don't be like Naaman and wait for the healing to turn to the living God. Don't 
Don't, hey, come on somebody. Don't be like Naaman who God did a miracle for and still going back to your old way of life. And those things uh, that have never healed you in the first place. Uh, put them out of your life and understand that God has opened a door. And when God begins to move, uh, you need to stay in the house of God and worship the one true and living God. You see, I'm not just talking about baptismal dipping. I'm talking about being dipped in God's spirit time and time and time again. Being overwhelmed by the presence of God. Being flooded by the presence of God. Being so full of the presence of God that your cup overfloweth. But you say nothing's changed. Honey, when you're overflowed by the Holy Ghost, everything is changed. It doesn't matter what your body is saying. It don't matter what the test is saying. When you are full of the Holy Ghost, honey, you are clean. And you are healed. And you are renewed. And you are strengthened. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, you think right. You're in unity. You love. Some of you really don't get this message yet. But God is trying to get each and every one of us to dip again in God's spirit. Not literal water again. But get back into the presence of the Lord like we once did. And when we get there, we're going to look at others differently. We're going to get that burden that we need to have. We're going to treat people right. And we're going to be quick to say, I'm sorry if we think we didn't. And there's going to be some changes in our life. There's going to be some changes in our heart. There's going to be some changes in our mind. And I am looking forward to it. Some of you may not allow it to happen today. But if you keep coming, it's going to happen. Some of you may already be there. But you can still dip again. You can still tabal again. You can still get in the presence of the Lord again. And be overwhelmed by His presence. What do you think the anointing is about? It's a smearing. It's a rubbing of God's spirit. It is a overwhelming of God's spirit, just like I'm feeling now. It's when you're so engulfed with the presence of God that God comes upon you, and God is all that matters to you. God knows that this church has struggled to... Three years, physically, emotionally, to maintain their walk with God. We've some, some fall away. Some, if they'd have just kept coming, if they'd have just kept going, if they'd just kept dipping, if they'd just kept tabaling, if they'd just kept it up, God would have said, okay, I opened that door. Now, come on. I'm ready. I've seen them weep. I, I've seen you weep. I, I've seen you come and you get hope. And, and then for some reason, where did the hope go? Let me tell you something. I may have already preached this. I may have said it, may not have. But hope cannot be destroyed. Did you hear what I just said? Hope the devil cannot destroy it. Hope can never be destroyed. But however, you can misplace it. And that's what's happened to some of you. You have misplaced your hope in the Lord for hope in this and hope in that. And whatever the situation is, that's what you're hoping in. That's what you're hoping will. This will do me. This will make me happy. This, this will do it. Oh, I'll be satisfied. 
And then you find out, wait a minute, no, I'm really not what I thought I would be. It just didn't really, it worked for a while, but it really hasn't really sustained me. And so we've got to understand that Naaman and all his victories and all his accolades and all his promotions and all his servants, uh, it still didn't help him because he realized, I am still a leper. No matter what I do, they can say all they want to. They can shout my name after a battle, but when they look at me, They look at me as a leper. But I know a God, he said, after he was cleansed. Don't be that way. Say it now. Stand to your feet and say it now. I know a God that healeth me. He can heal you of your hurt. He can heal you of your disappointment. He can heal you when things don't go your way. He can heal you in the midst of confusion. He can heal you physically, Brother Scotty, Brother Lewis. Elder, he can heal you no matter what they say, Brother Hillman. I'm telling you right now, you've got to stand in your spirit. You've got to stand in your face and begin to say, I know a God that is able. Not only is he able, but you know why I know he's willing? Because he spoke. I'm bringing this church into a season of healing. And renewing. Don't you stay. In the place that Naaman was when he left the prophet. Angry. And become a naysayer. And a complainer and hurt somebody else. No. Please don't. Please begin to speak. God is able. You may not like what I'm about to say, but some of you, if you can't get there, you speak it even if you don't believe it. Because you don't want to really hurt your brother or sister, do you? Maybe they're struggling still. And maybe they wanting you as maybe they look up to. Maybe they're wanting you to say something that, listen, we need to believe God now. We need to stand and say, I know that God wants to heal me and renew me. We've got to maintain a strong sister Rinda, no matter what kind of pain we're in, no matter what is being said. Listen, somebody hear me. Your body will lie to you. Your mind will lie to you. But I know a God that'll never lie. I'm telling you right now, I know a God that cannot lie. Yes, your mind may say one thing. Your heart may say another. But I know a God that's greater than my heart. Even if my heart condemns me, he is greater. And if my heart doesn't condemn me, then whatever I ask, I have the peace of knowing that he'll do it. You cannot sit there. No matter where you're at, please put a stumbling block in front of somebody else. would better for you to say nothing than to speak anything against what I am trying to preach. Because it won't be me that you'll be speaking against. It'll be the word of the Lord. And you cannot prevail. Listen to me. You cannot prevail. But I know you can prevail if you will just be obedient to the word of God. Not for a day. 
not for seven days, not for a month, but you continue to say, I don't know when, but I'm going to see it. I don't know how, but I'm going to experience it. When you begin to do that, honey, you will feel better no matter what's going on in your body. I've been reiterating a lot that I normally don't do, but I want you to understand God knows you've been struggling with your relationship with Him. But He's seen you hold. And now He's saying, give again. Isaiah 35, 1 through 4, Elder's going to try to read it for me. Listen to the word of the Lord. This goes with what I just read in Hebrews 12. Verse 12, listen to this. Come near, you nation. That's, that's not it. It's 35, 1 through 4. 35, 1 through 4. Let me begin. The wilderness and the solitary place. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? No, you, I don't know if you really understand what I'm talking about. You seem like you just can't get it together with God. You can't get it together with yourself. You can't control your thoughts. You can't control the things that you want to control. You want to do this and you want to do that. But the things you want to do, you do it not. And it says here, the wilderness and the solitary place shall be what? Glad for them. It'll be glad for them. Here's a God that's telling me, listen, you ought to rejoice when you're in the wilderness and you're all by yourself in a solitary place and you don't think anybody cares or anybody knows what you're really going for. He said, it will be glad for them. And in the desert, shall rejoice. Shall rejoice. And blossom as the rose. Let me tell you something. The rose doesn't just spring up and blossom. The rose begins to grow, and it has to have the thorns first. It doesn't just grow out of the dirt, and all of a sudden, boom, there it is. It begins to grow as a green sprout, and then it has the thorns. And the next thing, it has a bud. It has a bud, and that bud doesn't guarantee that it is going to blossom. But they can find water in the midst of a solitary place. They don't depend on another rose, another plant. They depend on the planter. Hey, he made me a rose. He planted me here. I may not like it here. I may not like the conditions. And some of you say, I don't like 104 in heat ex of 108. But honey, I thank God that he planted me here. Praise God for air conditioning. Praise God for body conditioning. Thank God that I'm sweating now. Thank God for perspiration. Thank God that he can see me through. Because the wilderness, the solitary place, and the desert, I need to rejoice that I'm in that place. Because it will blossom as the rose. The next. It shall blossom abundantly. What? It shall blossom abundantly. Abundantly. And rejoice even with joy and sing. Come on. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto. And the excellency. The excellency of Carmel 
And come on now, what will we see? Wait a minute, in the wilderness, in the solitary place, in the desert, what are we going to see? They shall see the glory of the Lord. And the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God will only be seen in the wilderness, honey. It is not going to be seen in the city. It's not going to be seen in the palace. It's going to be seen in the wilderness, in the solitary place. It's going to be seen in the desert. Go ahead. Strengthen ye the weak hands. What? Strengthen ye the weak hands. Bless it. What? And confirm the feeble knees. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart. Say to them that may be naysayers uh, that are focusing more on what you're going through than the power of God. Say unto them. Fear not. Fear not. Be strong. Be strong. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even with God with a recompense. Come on. Do you know what recompense is? That is a reward. The reward for your faithfulness in the desert. Your reward for holding on. Your reward for sticking with it. Your reward for believing God in the midst of adversity. He will. Come and save you. I like that. You. Where will he save us? In the wilderness. In the desert, in the solitary place. That's where he'll save us. Now we're going to go to Proverbs chapter number 4, verse 25 through 27. This will go to Hebrews 12 and 13. It will correlate with that. And this is what God is saying to you as his body, as you as his child, to this church collectively. And you've got to begin to do this, please. You've got, I don't care where you're at. I don't care what you're thinking. I don't care if you're hurt. I don't care if somebody's done something to you. Shake it off. Get your eyes, what? Let the eyes look right on. Right on. And let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Oh, God, if we could get a hold of that and understand what it means. In other words, I'm not supposed to be having my eyes on you. It's on the Lord. I'm not supposed to be having my eyes on you as an individual. My eyes are going to be right on. I'm going to be looking at the Lord, and he says, ponder the path of thy feet. And let all thy ways be established. Whatever your way is, establish in the Lord. In other words, my way right now, I'm fighting an emotional battle. But evidently, it's the way of the Lord. It's the way God chose for me right now. I know you didn't like it, but that's the word of God. God chose you where you're at, what you're going through, and what you're going to do about it. Not cry and moan and complain. No, you're going to look right at the Lord and say, Lord, I know I'm going to blossom like a rose. I don't know when. I don't know how, but I'm growing up. I'm springing back up. There's some thorns going on. The Apostle Paul, he said, God, take those thorns off. God, remove this situation. God, remove my despondency. 
God, remove this that the doctors say I have. Remove this thorn. And God says, uh-uh, Paul, I ain't going to do it. Because when you're weak, I'm strong. you got to understand before you can blossom, I've got to have some thorns of the flesh. Oh, my God of heaven, you've got to understand that, yes, it's not pleasant. And, yes, it's not nice. And, yes, you may prick yourself. And you may breathe, bleed. But I'm telling you, you've got to look above the thorns. You've got to understand, I'm going to see a bud. I'm fixing to see a bud. And the bud's going to be above the thorn. And the bud's going to be away from the thorn. And when it blossoms, now I don't know about you. When I see a rose, I've planted a couple of Texas roses in my wife's flower garden. And I don't go out there and say, let me check the thorns out. Oh, my, I'm going to have to cut this thing down. It only, only has one thorn. I wanted a whole bunch of thorns on it. No, when I see that bud and I see that pretty red Texas rose begin to, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, there's lots of roses, but I'm partial to Texas rose. And, you know, I'm partial to the rose of Sharon. And when I see that flower, I could care less how many thorns are beneath it. All I'm looking at... You're not understanding because, I don't know, maybe I'm not clear enough, because the butterflies don't come to the thorn. The hummingbird does not come to the thorns. The honeybee, sweet as honey, the the honeybee doesn't come to the thorns. They're attracted These creatures that God made take that and pollinate other flowers, not thorns. So whatever thorns you have, quit focusing on that. Look for the bud. Turn not to the right hand, nor nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Listen to me. Listen to me. This church has been in a very crucial crucial place and some of you have made decisions some that may be watching some that are not here that will watch you've made decisions that you shouldn't have made because you were struggling with your relationship you say I might have heard somebody say I'm not struggling well therefore you are and you made decisions you formulated things in your mind And it's hurt you. People have left this church that are just held on. They're just held on. It uses the analogy here in Hebrews. Like he saw. Almost sounds like a donkey, doesn't it? Because he was famished. Because he was fighting a battle of hunger. Because he was weary. Because he didn't think he could wait one more second without something to eat. He sold his birthright. And if you're not careful in your pain and your hurt and your thorns, you're listening to the wrong things and the wrong people. When God is saying, be glad. As we stand to our feet, I am very appreciative that God has brought us to this season.
And again, those that will be preaching, you pray with this in mind. Because this is what God wants. My daughter, quickly come. If she's not already coming, there she comes. Good. I'm glad she's a little sync with her dad. The altars are open. I do want to share something with you before you leave. So try to maintain for a few more minutes. Anybody that would like to pray, you're welcome to pray. For those of you, can you wait just a few more moments, please, before you leave? Since she's got a gather song, I'm going to share with you very, very briefly. This transition that we're doing, I'm going to clarify it again. Brother John Brown is promoted to second in charge, not first in charge. He is promoted to vice president. I'm still the president under Jesus. For you military people, he is the XO now. He promoted from second lieutenant to first lieutenant. And only at my death will he be first in charge under God. I'm protecting you. And when the time comes, whenever it is, and God tells me to step away. Believe me, we'll have a grand time in doing it. But that time has not come, and we need your support. He needs your support. God's bringing us into a place. Hear me, church. God's bringing us back. Some of you remember, some of you may not. But when we get there, those that don't, you're going to be glad. He's bringing us back uh, to the heart uh, of the new light of 8th Street. Um, And when we get there, honey, you're going to be glad. You're going to be glad. Sing, daughter. Don't forget to meet with Sister Rodriguez. Don't forget the food. Don't forget service tonight, 6 o'clock.